Hello and welcome to another episode of With Lime, the podcast that talks about all things COVID-19, coronavirus lockdown, how we're going in Australia and we look to our uh, everyone um, from all around the world in fact and as we go into um, another phase, um, 3 million plus people now contracting the the virus COVID-19 and um, over 200,000 dying. We really... Um, tr- trying to look at some different ways uh, of how this effect has had not only on those people, those families whose lives have been lost, um, but also people whose lives have been altered by the lockdown and, of course, the environment as well. And we're going to go into some detail into that today. Of course, I'm your host, Paulie G. You can find me on Twitter at listen to Paulie G, P-A-U-L-I-E-G. And I guess some of the um, big things and, and environment we will get to, but there's some other changes in the way that um, people are positively, I guess, impacting on their life. It could be exercise. So obviously now one of the few things you can still do um, with uh, with a lot of the rules around um, COVID-19 and lockdown, etc., is exercising. And in fact, exercising rates are on the rise. And that's one positive that we can take out of what's happening at the moment, um, in especially in Australia, where you know, um, I guess they're looking at maybe easing some of these restrictions. But at the moment, a lot of restrictions to keep um, all of us safe. Certainly, um, looking at some different articles from around, um, not only in Australia but around the world, there was um, a survey that said that the exercise rates had skyrocketed during this pandemic. Um, and I, I guess you're looking at athletes, but not just athletes, regular people as well. Um, and apparently the average athletes would be the ones that have had seen their exercise rate increase. So they probably didn't have the same time to put into it. And now they're going from once a week to two and a half times a week. Moderate athletes going um, up as well to 38% as uh, per normal, I guess it's the avid athletes, the strong, the ones that uh, uh, do a lot of different exercises, use gyms, etc. That probably are actually seeing a decrease, dropping 14%. You know, pools, gyms, as we said, other training um, facilities. That doesn't help them, but certainly just for your average and um, moderate um, people that that go and exercise, a big increase. So something good for health. For those of us maybe that aren't sort of in that elite or, or in that really strong category of, of avid athletes, seeing an increase there. What about dancing? Now, online you can go to a foot lo- Footloose Rockers on Facebook. They're offering some dance classes online. Not a bad way to do something um, while you're stuck at home. I guess part of the requirement is you need a dance partner, but maybe not. You'd have to ask those guys there, Footloose Rockers. What about cooking? Another interesting one, uh, I know that um, our sometimes guest Oscar Vieira is involved in a cooking show at the moment with Hayden Quinn, and they've resorted to doing some live streams online. You can get on there, um, have a look on Facebook, look up Hayden Quinn, and you can um, basically cook along with a celebrity chef. And uh, he's not the only one doing it. There's plenty of other cooking shows on there as well. And I think all the cooking at home might allow for better um, nutrition, 
and also um, more time with families, my sitting around at home, cooking and eating together, etc. Not on the run as much. So there are some positives, I guess, around those um, side of things where you can do your exercise, where you can get out or do some of those activities at home or of course um, the cooking as well. Um, on the flip side, some of the downsides, here they are. In regards to cooking, maybe you like to have a glass of red wine with your meal. Well, that's fine, but um, going too, too much probably isn't the greatest. And in fact, the um, apparently uh, alcohol sales during COVID-19 is actually up, um, up to 70%. Um, of households are drinking more alcohol than usual. 32% of them are concerned maybe they're drinking or someone they um, are in who's in their house are drinking uh, too much. Um, and 34% are now drinking alcohol daily. So you can see how uh, while cooking can be good if, if you're still cooking, you're not you know, eating foods that aren't uh, too unhealthy for you, the drinking that goes alongside it is probably something that's definitely gone on. Of course, you can't go to the actual pubs and clubs. So maybe there, at first there was a thought that it could bring down um, some of the rate of alcohol use, but it seems like um, it has gone up. 28% report drinking alcohol to cope with anxiety and stress. And also 28% have said they're drinking alone on their own more often. And 24% said they started drinking alcohol and ended up drinking more than they thought they would. And 20% drinking alcohol earlier in the day. So we do know there's been some changes, some relaxing of laws around delivery, which in some cases have been good. Um, but maybe in some cases they're um, also leading to some of these rises. And, and what about, um, we talked about pubs and clubs just before, what about you know not being able to get on the pokies, go to your local TAB for a bet or, or, or a flutter on the horses, which of course is still going. Um, great, that might have a nice downtrend. I think there's about 15 to 25% of Australians that use pokies on a, on a regular, uh, on some basis. So obviously you would think, that that could mean that some of these problem, um, some of these people that may fall into the problem category, problem gambling category, um, might actually now be forced into um, maybe saving some more of their money and, and helping keeping themselves out of trouble. The problem is, of course, the online gambling rise, and it's significant, in fact, um, alarming rise in online gambling is uh, has been reported, and um, it looks like probably. If you look at um, a consumption pattern that looks at um, hundreds of thousands of Australians spending on online wagering, it's increased 67% since the lockdown occurred in week one. And um, you could suggest that, that people getting online and playing games that they normally might do out and about... Um, you can even, you know, play all sorts of games on there. Can't, not necessarily just poker or or um, betting on on sort of racing or what very few sports are online. I think there could be some reality TV shows you can bet on, etc. But that's sort of probably something that is a concern. Um, these these um, subscription services up sixty one percent as well. And apparently in America, there's a trend with online social poker. One group said 43% increase in use and 255% increase in first-time players. So you can just see a massive, massive uptake there. And look, some of these people might prefer to do this sort of thing online and they're in person and migrating to online, but still a lot 
um, who are actually maybe trying this for the first time. Um, and I, I promised earlier in the show we'd talk about um, the environment. So obviously a lot of good um, impacts currently in regards to um, lockdowns around the world, um, less pollution in the sky, wildlife uh, returning to waters, like in Venice, for example, there's um, apparently dolphins being spotted in the canals. Um, obviously all the flights being cancelled, plus other um, less driving, the price of oil has gone down um, tremendously, and therefore the production of it. Earth Day has been and gone, and these things you would suggest would be great for the advocates of such things as the environment, climate change, and Earth Day. But unfortunately, the um, former head of US Environmental Protection Agency, Gina McCartney, says no, this isn't actually um, a good thing, it's bad. It's just the disaster that shows the underlying challenges we face. And um, despite the fact that the burning of fossil fuels is heading for a 5% annual drop, which is, would be a record, and despite the fact you see things like lions on the roads in um, South Africa, where normally there'll be safari goers, bears and coyotes going around Yosemite National Park in America, and um, eight out of ten flights cancelled around the world, um, we're still um, not necessarily that in the short term is going to make up for the long-term issues that is going to occur from this crisis. In fact, the United Nations Department of Economic and Social Affairs uh, had talked about the 17 Sustainable Development Goals to transform our world. I'll read them out. No poverty, zero hunger, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent work and economic growth, industry innovation and infrastructure, reduced inequality, sustainable cities and communities, responsible consumption and production, climate action, life below water, life on land, peace and justice, strong institutions and partnerships to achieve the goal. The problem at the moment, and according to the United Nations, is that a lot of these um, 17 sustainable development goals cannot be helped or, or aren't actually being affected positively by this pandemic. In fact, it was only a year and a half ago where the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change published a special report on global warming saying that they are predicting 1.5 degrees Celsius um, and how to, to sort of adjust to that and also which ways can, can you lessen it or at least deal with these um, potential changes to the environment. These change, this report called for rapid, far-reaching and unprecedented changes in all aspects of society to avert the worst dangers of climate change. Yes, a lot has changed in a few weeks. Yes, um, with countries and cities shut down overnight, it has helped. Look at India. Some communities are able to see the snow-kept Himalayas for the first time in their life. And we talked about the Venice Canals. We've talked about, I think, the Great Wall of China is another one. But is this actually acknowledging the root causes of what is happening around the world from an environmental perspective? What we know is that Donald Trump has come out and said that he may help bail out some of these companies that are involved in, um, the, in, in the fossil fuel industry, for example, the, the flight that will, will these airlines we know in Australia, you know, Virgin Australia at the moment being taken over in voluntary administration. Will these 
this sort of industry be bailed out? Will there be something there that will allow for cheaper flights after all this is done to get the industry back on its feet? Or is this an opportunity to say that we need to make drastic change in this area? Certainly conservationists say that we cannot return to the world from the pre-pandemic time because any environmental benefits of this shutdown will um, just be wiped away. Um, this is sort of the most key area. Maybe it's something we should discuss in more detail in another podcast. I'm planning on having Ryan MS back with me later in the week to talk about flattening the curve versus eradication, which in Australia has become a discussion. New Zealand are heading well towards it. Other countries aren't able to do this, unfortunately, but certainly in this country there is a chance. Maybe we can also talk a bit more about the environment, feel free to post any questions on Twitter at listen to Paulie, G-P-A-U-R-L-I-E-G, and let me know. Um, but we do know that while there's a lot of positives in regards to the environment, it's not all that way. So um, happy to take your questions, listener questions, and of course we will be back again later in the week on the Whitline podcast with Paulie G. Bye for now. <laughs>